Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Priority Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Rayburn, and today, guys, we are doing a little bit of a throwback because here's the thing. I have been receiving a lot of DMs and emails lately with questions regarding SEO. I've been seeing a lot of people asking in Facebook groups, you know, how do you improve your SEO? And I think that all of these questions are being asked right now simply because they are timely. I mean, if you are a photographer or you work in another industry where the holiday season and the winter months tend to be your downtime, your off season, then you are likely starting to think ahead about what your goals are for the off season, all the things that you want to get accomplished. On the flip side, if you are in an industry like such as a boutique or even a hairstylist where the holidays tend to be a big source of revenue for you, you are likely starting to think about how you can be sure that your products and services will be found online. And guys, regardless of which boat you fall into, as a small business owner, as a creative entrepreneur, SEO is so important. If you've been listening to this podcast for any time at all, then you likely know that I am very passionate about search engine optimization. And this is because every year, 40% of my clients find me through Google. I firmly believe that I'm able to be a full-time wedding photographer because I understand how SEO works. And friend, while you don't have to understand absolutely everything about search engine optimization, and just as a reminder, that's literally what my background is in, but if you just understand the basics, you can be sure that your website gets in front of your ideal customers who are specifically looking for your products, services, and content. So with that in mind, whether you are prepping for the holiday season or you are simply prepping for your slow season, this week and next week, we're going to go back and listen to two SEO episodes. And today is going to be a replay of episode four, five easy ways you can improve your search engine rankings. And guess what, guys? All five of these ways are absolutely free. So if you haven't listened to this episode, I'm excited for you to hear it for the first time. If you have listened to this episode though, and you have yet to implement these five things, I want to encourage you to listen to this episode again, because friend, here's the thing. None of these things are hard. They're just going to take a little bit of time. And because I can tell you firsthand that SEO does work, I want to challenge you to create the time to complete these five things. Because if you do, I can promise you that your website will start climbing up that Google ladder. Now, before we officially dive into the episode, just a quick little side note, there are some dates mentioned in this episode, and just as you go into this, please keep in mind this is a replay, so those dates are past and just ignore those things, but regardless, these five tips are still helpful. And last but not least, before I hop off of here, I just want to say one more thing. I know it can be really easy to skip over an episode like this or simply listen and then never implement, but as you're listening to this, I want to encourage you to take SEO seriously because a lot of others in your industry are not going to. I am not sure what the exact statistic is, but it's seriously something like only 2% of people will hear something and then act upon it. That means that a majority of the people listening to this right now won't. But friend, if you are willing to make SEO a priority and you are willing to implement the five things we talk about today, as well as the keywords we're going to talk about next week, your business 
is going to see success that others in your industry just won't because you were willing to do the work and take the time. Hey there, I'm Victoria Rayburn, a wedding photographer, small business owner, and marketing expert who doesn't believe work-life balance exists. I, probably like you, love both my family and my business, and for years I thought that if I worked hard and implemented enough self-help tips and tricks, every facet of my life and business would fall into place, leaving me feeling rested and satisfied. And, well, friend, that has yet to happen because life and business are demanding and every season brings new challenges. While I don't believe we can reach true work-life balance, I do believe there's power in determining your priorities, both in your personal life and in your business, and making choices and creating systems based around what's most important to you and what's going to lead to results. When it comes to your priorities in your personal life, I want to help you remember what's most important to you and show you how you can protect these priorities by setting boundaries and putting time on your calendar for what matters most. When it comes to your business, I want to help you determine what's already working well for you and help you implement proven marketing and business strategies. This way, you can prioritize the tactics that work, ditch the ones that don't, and feel confident in your ability to run your business, meet your goals, and serve your customers. Relationships, effective marketing strategies, setting boundaries, delegating, creating an incredible client experience, and keeping your priorities at the core of everything you do are exactly what you, experts, and I will be discussing every week. Now, whether you're walking your dog, you're driving to a shooter job, or you're snuggled up on the couch with a glass of wine, get ready to grow, learn, and assess your priorities. You're listening to the Priority Pursuit Podcast. Let's be honest. As creative entrepreneurs, most of us chose our professions because of our passions. I mean, I was 100% that first grader going through disposable cameras like my poor parents couldn't believe, and now I'm a wedding photographer. As much as I love my job, there are parts of it that aren't fun or glamorous. Whether you're a photographer or another kind of creative entrepreneur, I'm sure you can agree with me on this. But just because I don't enjoy these things or completely understand them doesn't mean that I can ignore them. To be a successful entrepreneur, you have to prioritize the things that move the needle in your business even when you don't enjoy them, like answering emails, posting on social media, going to the post office, sending invoices, and managing your SEO. Side note, you can outsource all of this, but that's a conversation for another day. Another side note, if you aren't sure what your business priorities should be, please go back and listen to episode one. We do a whole breakdown on what you should be prioritizing most in your business. Now, while a lot of creative entrepreneurs tend to be intimidated by SEO, search engine optimization, I'm a little bit of a weirdo because I love SEO. In fact, when I worked in marketing, a big part of my job was making sure that our clients' websites ranked well in search engines. When I started my photography business on the side, I optimized my website just like I did for agency clients, and it didn't take long before people were finding my website on the first page of Google, my calendar was packed, and I was ready to make photography my full-time career. I love SEO because I understand how powerful it can be for small businesses. Just to give you an idea, 40% of my clients find me through Google every year, and I firmly believe that I'm able to be a full-time wedding photographer because my website ranks well on search engines. SEO is absolutely something that you can outsource. However, here's the thing. One, SEO isn't as hard as you probably think it is. In fact, optimizing your website for search engines is really just completing tasks that make the powers that be at Google happy. And two, when you understand SEO, you'll be able to optimize any content you add to your website moving forward, which will improve your search engine rankings even more. So I do think it's important for all small business owners to at least have a basic understanding of SEO. 
So how can you improve your website's search engine rankings? There are a lot of things you can do, but if you hone in on the five ways we're about to discuss, I promise you'll start to see your website move up the Google ladder within the next few months. If you ignore everything else in this episode, please don't ignore this tip. Regularly adding content to your website is by far the most powerful thing you can do to increase your search engine rankings. When you regularly add blog posts, videos, infographics, or other content to your website, Google more or less says, hey, this website is active. We should rank this website higher. Now, it would be easy to set aside 15 minutes every week to slap a couple paragraphs of text into a blog post and think you've completed this step. But Google is smarter than ever before, and unless you're producing content that is helpful and valuable, Google doesn't care how often you're blogging or adding new content to your website. In order to improve your search engine rankings, your content needs to be helpful and relevant to your target audience, speak to your target audience, be evergreen, which in the internet world means that it's kind of helpful for the next two years, answer questions or provide helpful, relevant information, and provide value to readers and viewers. Basically, in order for your content to improve your search engine rankings, it needs to be helpful, quality content that will benefit your target audience. Now, I would argue that the easiest, most effective way to update your website with great content is to blog. And I know what you're going to say. Nobody reads blogs anymore. And friend, I'm going to politely tell you that you're wrong. In fact, according to Impact, in 2021, 77% of people read blogs regularly. And if I had to place a bet, I'd bet that you click on someone's blog post the last time you Googled something. I mean, just the other day, I searched for best headphones for podcasting and clicked on multiple blog posts. So no, blogging isn't dead, and it can do wonders for your search engine optimization. With that in mind, what should you be blogging about? Now, I would argue that there are three topics all creative entrepreneurs should be blogging about regularly. Your work, education for your clients, and then personal topics. So let's talk about blogging your work first. Within the photography industry, it's become a pretty common thing to blog your photos from sessions and weddings. Photographers, if you aren't doing this already, please start blogging your work. This is a great service to your clients and an excellent way to share your favorite images. So after every shoot, blog your heart out. If you aren't a photographer, you can still share your work on your blog. Simply grab some photos and share about your work on your blog. It's really that easy. For example, are you an artist? Great. Share the inspiration for a piece of work or a series on your blog. Are you a hairstylist? Perfect. Share a blog featuring your favorite extensions from the last couple months. You have work to share, so share it. Next, you want to provide your clients with education. Educational blog posts simply educate your audience on topics related to your product or service. These posts are great for SEO and help you establish yourself as an authority figure that your target audience can trust. When it comes to writing educational content, one of the most effective ways to decide what to write about is simply to answer the questions your clients are already asking you regularly. For example, wedding photographers, your clients likely ask about whether or not they should do a first look. Write a blog post about this. Hairdressers, maybe your clients want to know if they should part their hair in the middle or on the side. Write a blog post about this. Educational blog posts are helpful to your target audience, will help you build relationships with your ideal clients, and will improve your search engine rankings. Finally, blog about personal topics that will be of interest to your audience. I know it sounds crazy, but one of the blogs on my website that still to this day gets the most attention is from when I blogged our dog's 21st birthday party. Blogging about personal topics will help your current and prospective clients connect with you. So blog about life updates, trips, 
and anything else you want to share. Photographers, if you want even more blog inspiration, you can download a guide featuring 75 blog topics for photographers at victoriarayburnphotography.com slash blog topics. Again, visit victoriarayburnphotography.com slash blog topics to get 75 blog topic ideas for photographers. I'll also share the link in the show notes. Now, I'm so sorry that this resource is photography specific. I actually created it for a previous event for photographers and am mentioning it here just in case anyone finds it helpful. If you aren't a photographer and want to download this guide for inspiration, please know that you are more than welcome. Now, like we discussed before, Google wants great content added to your website regularly. So with this in mind, how often should you be blogging? Basically, the more often you add great content, the better. A good goal is to add a new blog post to your website once a week or at the minimum once a month. Once a week is a good goal. I understand there are busy seasons, but if you want to aim high, aim for once a week. And honestly, for like photographer friends who are already blogging sessions regularly, this won't be so hard. Basically, if you don't have a session that week, just make sure that you have an educational or personal blog post up and ready to go. Again, this might seem like a lot, but... You can absolutely batch content ahead of time. For example, I write a lot of my education blogs during slow season, which in Indiana is November through March when it's too cold to get married, basically. So by taking care of this during slow season, I am setting myself up for the rest of the year. And remember, blogging isn't a one and done kind of thing. Once your blog post is live, you can share it again and again and get a lot of mileage out of it. For example, I share a blog post I wrote a few years ago about the pros and cons of doing a first look on your wedding day at least six times a year on social media. New couples are getting engaged and becoming my ideal clients all the time, and they haven't seen that blog post yet, so you can bet I'm going to reshare it. Just as a heads up, to make your blog posts really worth your while, you will want to optimize them with keywords. In a couple weeks, we're going to do an episode breaking down that process, but In case you want to get a head start, you can download a guide that explains exactly how to optimize your blog posts and other pages on your website with keywords at victoriarayburnphotography.com slash keywords. To our non-photographer friends, I'm really sorry because this resource was also created specifically for photographers. However, there is still a lot you can learn from this guide if you just ignore the photographer-specific jargon. Again, we'll be discussing long-tail keywords in a few weeks, but if you want to get a head start on content creation, Visit victoriarayburnphotography.com slash keywords to download your guide so you can start optimizing your blog posts as you create them. Now, the next thing that you can do to improve your Google rankings is to submit your site back to Google. As smart as Google is, it does need a little help. And if you want to improve your search engine rankings, you need to tell Google that your website exists. Now, don't panic. This is not difficult. You're simply going to locate your sitemap on the back end of your website. Your sitemap is more or less a list of all the pages on your website, and when you submit your sitemap to Google, you're letting Google know that your website and its pages exist. Now, there is a chance that maybe a different website has linked to your website, and so as a result, Google's already found your website and it's crawled your website, and that's all well and good. However, it is still really important that Google has the link to your sitemap. That way, your positive Google knows that your website exists, and it's just going to give it more authority. So you need to submit your sitemap. Now, you should be able to access your sitemap on the back end of your website and then simply copy and paste the link to share it with Google. To submit your sitemap, the first thing you need to do is install Google Search Console. 
I'll share a link in the show notes that walks you through exactly how to do this. But if you just Google install Google Search Console, it'll walk you through everything. After your Google Search Console account is set up, you'll submit your sitemap. Again, I'll post a video in the show notes that walks you through how to do this too. If you find that you don't have a sitemap, don't worry. There are plugins that can easily do this for you. If you're a WordPress or Show It user, I highly recommend installing the Yoast SEO plugin to your website. Yoast SEO will come in handy when it comes to optimizing your pages with keywords, which again, we'll discuss in a future episode, but this plugin will also automatically generate your sitemap. I'll share the link for Yoast SEO in the show notes as well. But again, if you just Google it, it'll walk you right on through. Now, if these processes still don't make sense to you after watching the videos, don't panic. Instead, contact your web designer, the company you purchased your template from, or your server. They will be able to help you with this or at least point you in the right direction. And heck, they may have already done this for you. This is something you only have to do once, but submitting your sitemap is crucial to being found online. So do not put this on the back burner. We're going to take a quick break because I can't help telling our photographer friends about something that saved me hours upon hours of work and given me freedom. Photographers, have you considered outsourcing your editing? Now, I know what you're going to say. I can't outsource my editing. An editor won't be able to match my style. But friend, I'm here to tell you that you're wrong. I've been working with Photographers Edit for years, and their team of experienced editors match my editing style perfectly because, one, they took the time to get familiar with my preferences and brand, two, they look at the sample edits I include in each Lightroom catalog, and three, they allow me to submit feedback after every project so that next time things are even better. Outsourcing my editing to Photographers Edit has drastically streamlined my workflow. I mean, after I shoot a wedding or session, I simply call the images and mark the photos I want to blog using Photo Mechanic. Then I create a Lightroom catalog and only edit the photos I plan to blog and share on social media. I add a green label to the photos I edit, share the catalog with Photographers Edit, and they use the photos I mark in green as samples to finish editing the remaining images. From there, Photographers Edit sends the catalog back to me within a few days. I review the images, export them, and share my clients' galleries with them. Outsourcing my editing has given me the freedom to spend more time with Zach, go to bed at a reasonable time, better serve my clients, and work on projects I'm actually excited about, like this podcast. Right now, editing is likely taking up most of your time, but I can tell you from experience that it doesn't have to. To receive 50% off your first order from Photographer's Edit, go to victoriarayburnphotography.com PE or simply use code VRayburn at checkout. Again, that's victoriarayburnphotography.com PE or use code VRayburn at checkout. Friend, I know those first two points were pretty heavy and might have seemed a little complicated. They're really not that bad. Don't worry. But I promise these last three are going to be much easier. Now, one easy but slightly time-consuming thing you can do to improve your website's search engine rankings is to create consistent online directory listings. And an online directory is just anywhere business information is listed online. When Google sees that your business name, phone number, address, email, hours, and other information are consistent across multiple online directories, Google basically says, wow, that business must be legit because all of their information is consistent. Then Google will move you up the search results. Some online directories require a fee, but there are several that are free. You have to decide which directories make the most sense for your business and budget. Example, if your ideal clients aren't using Angie's List, you don't want to invest in a paid listing. 
but a few common directories to consider just getting a free listing on include Alignable, Andy's List, the Better Business Bureau, Bing, Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, Yahoo, Yellow Book, Yelp, Yellow Pages. My recommendation is to pick a day to knock these all out at once, grab a blanket, get cozy on the couch with your laptop, let whatever show you can watch on repeat play in the background, and knock out creating consistent online directory listings. I'll share the links to the directories I recommend using the free versions of in the show notes. Now, one of the easiest ways to improve your search engine rankings is simply to get people to your website. If Google sees that people are regularly visiting your website and that your website is receiving traffic from other places on the internet, like social media, email, etc., Google will take this traffic as a sign that people are finding your website helpful and useful. So do whatever you can to get people to your website. A few easy ideas include, if you write a blog post, post about it on social media. If you have a newsletter or active email list, include links to your website. Include a link to your website in your Instagram bio. Basically, just get people to your website, but don't be salesy. Get people to your website by enticing them with content that is relevant and helpful to them. This will be easy once you've created blog posts like we talked about earlier. Last but not least, asking your clients to leave you online reviews can do huge things for your search engine rankings. Online reviews serve two major purposes. First, they tell potential customers that you're great at what you do, assuming you have good reviews. 97% of consumers actually look at online reviews before making purchasing decisions. Therefore, you need reviews if you want your potential clients to truly consider investing in you. And two, online reviews tell Google you're a legit business with real live customers. Asking for reviews can be awkward, but if you serve your clients socks off, this shouldn't be awkward at all. To start building your online reviews, I recommend doing two things. One, start asking clients for reviews after you've served them. For example, a bride and groom would likely be more than happy to leave their wedding photographer a review after they've seen their beautiful wedding photos. And two, Contact a few former clients you served really well and ask them if they'd be willing to leave you a review. In exchange for their time, you can offer them a $5 coffee gift card or something like that. All right, guys, I know I just threw a lot of information at you, but I promise that if you commit to these five things, you will be able to improve your search engine rankings, book more clients, and see an increase in your profits. That being said, I do want to add one little caveat. While SEO can get people to your website, SEO is not going to be to your benefit if your website isn't serving your customers well, if it isn't strategic, and if it isn't going to convert your visitors into paying customers. So we'll talk about websites in the future, but I'm just throwing this out here. If you already have a lot of people getting to your website and they aren't booking, chances are this isn't an SEO issue, it's a website issue. But again, that is a conversation for another day. All you have to do is swipe left or right. It's really easy and even kind of fun. You might think I'm talking about a dating app, but I'm actually talking about my bookkeeping app, QuickBooks Self-Employed. I love QuickBooks Self-Employed because it connects to my bank and PayPal accounts and keeps track of all of my business expenses and income. And it even automatically clocks my mileage, making it easy to write off my miles come tax season. Basically, QuickBooks Self-Employed keeps track of everything I need to file my business taxes, and all I have to do is swipe left or right to organize items into their correct categories. Then, when it's time to pay quarterly and annual taxes, my accountant simply opens my account and pulls everything she needs. I don't have to do a thing. 
If you handle your own taxes, QuickBooks Self-Employed also connects to TurboTax and other leading DIY tax programs, making it easy to file your business taxes on your own. I love QuickBooks Self-Employed because it allows me to feel confident going into tax season because I know nothing has been missed. If you'd like to make bookkeeping as easy as swiping left or right and save 30% off your first six months of QuickBooks Self-Employed, visit victoriarayburnphotography.com slash QuickBooks. Again, visit victoriarayburnphotography.com slash QuickBooks to receive 50% off your first six months of QuickBooks Self-Employed and to feel confident in your bookkeeping system. Now, if you put these five tactics into practice, you aren't going to see results instantly. SEO is actually a long game strategy and it will likely take months before you see results. But when you think about your own Google habits, you'll have no doubt that taking the time to optimize your website is worth it. I mean, imagine you're looking for a product or service. Your friends and family don't have any suggestions on the topic, so you go to Google. You likely click on the first few links that address your question or offer the product or service you're looking for. In fact, 75% of search engine users never go past the first page of Google search results, and 67% of clicks go to the first five results in a Google search. So what does that mean for your business? It means that you want your website to rank on the first page of Google, preferably within the first five links. And if your website doesn't currently rank well in search engines, you're missing out on business. Even worse, you aren't missing out on business because you aren't great at what you do. You're leaving dollars on the table simply because those looking for your products, services, and content can't easily find your website. So let's fix that. Again, I know SEO doesn't sound like this fun and exciting thing, but it can be a game changer for your business. So I want to encourage you to make optimizing your website for search engines one of your top business priorities over the next few weeks. Right now, do yourself a favor and look at your calendar and block out two to three days where you can focus on nothing but the items we just discussed. Then on those days, submit your sitemap. Plan a content calendar to ensure your new content is being added to your website regularly. Create consistent online directory listings. Make a strategy for getting people to your website regularly, which can be as simple as sharing one blog post on social media a week. And send a few emails to ask your clients for online reviews. I promise that none of this is hard. It's just time consuming. And again, at first, SEO might feel like one of those not so fun business tasks, but when you start seeing how SEO can move the needle in your business and give you big results, I can almost promise you that you'll become an SEO nerd too. Now, if you can, I wanna encourage you to get through these tasks by the end of April, because in May, we're going to discuss exactly how to optimize your website for long tail keywords to improve your search engine rankings even more. Again, if you want to get a head start on that, you can go to victoriarayburnphotography.com slash keywords to download a guide that walks you through all of that. Now, you've got this friend. Get to work so your website can move up the Google ladder. Thanks for tuning in to the Priority Pursuit Podcast. For access to all the links and resources mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes or go to PriorityPursuit.com. To ask questions, share your wins, and connect with other priority-focused creative entrepreneurs, join the Priority Pursuit Podcast community on Facebook. Or don't hesitate to shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can find me at Victoria L. Rayburn. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. This will help get Priority Pursuit in front of other creative entrepreneurs wanting to lead priority-focused lives. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'm already looking forward to chatting with you again next week.